Welcome to the Latino Business Report. This podcast covers business, people, and issues of the day from a Latino perspective. The Latino Business Report is brought to you by TAMAC, the Texas Association of Mexican-American Chambers of Commerce. TAMAC is the leading Hispanic business organization in Texas since 1975. Now for your host, J.R. Gonzalez. And welcome back to another episode of the Latino Business Report. Returning guest, Hamid Yaz. Hamid, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. Man, Hamid, it's very good to have you back on the show. Thank I appreciate you, thank it. You. Last show, I think uh, we actually learned a lot, took a few <laughs> notes. And so let's kind of continue with that. Oh, yeah. For those uh, who may be tuning into this episode for the first time, just very quickly, Hamid, a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into the show. Yeah. Started as a video guy, turned into a marketer slash entrepreneur, uh, started a dessert business, and now doing consulting and coaching and getting back into, obviously, uh, launching more episodes of really cool shows and uh, different things on YouTube as well to help business owners and entrepreneurs anywhere all over the world. Hamid Yaz on YouTube will guide you in the right direction. And one of the few Iranians you find on Telemundo and Univision all the time, yeah, right? Basically. Yeah, I got some stuff from Univision <laughs> on YouTube also, by the way. You'll see it. Okay. Uh, like I said, yes, thank you for coming back. Now, we're talking about businesses, about entrepreneurship, about businesses, about starting a business. If somebody out there wanted to start a business, what, what tips would you give them? Yeah. Uh, well, the first one would be, first, what are you doing it for? Are you doing it for the money? Are you doing it because you really love it? Are you doing it because you're actually good at it? So that's one of the things first is realize why you're doing it and maybe get some consulting with your family, your friends or neighbors or coworkers even. If you have a regular job and you're doing a side hustle, first find out what they think about your skills. Uh, Learn how to sell is another thing because if you're a business owner or entrepreneur or wannapreneur as I call it, you need to learn how to sell, super important because that's really what it comes down to. Um, The next one is educate yourself. If you don't know something about the industry that you're jumping in or you know that there's a lot of cracks that you haven't looked into, educate yourself on those things right there. Okay. I mean, there's so much more, but that's just the the bare basic uh, foundation. So bottom line, people buy from people, number one. Yeah, that they like, they trust, and they know, which is another... They have to know. I mean, and, and that's very that's true. I mean, trick. That comfort level, if you're going to buy something, yes. no matter what the price point is. Yeah. I know that when I when I buy expensive jewelry, I could you know I could go someplace else and get it cheaper, but I mm-hmm. trusted Kruger Jewelers in Austin, Texas yep. for so long that even though it was maybe a little bit higher, I felt better about the purchase. Yes, and you will. people will drive across town to get what they want. Or go to other towns. Other towns, exactly. When I had my dessert business, I had a trailer at the Y and Oak Hill, uh, 290 and 71. I moved up north and I took the trailer with me, obviously, right? On uh, uh, Anderson Mill at a gas station on Anderson and 183. There were people that lived in South Austin, the Oak Hill area, that said, I still want that product. So guess what they did? They drove to Anderson and 183 to still get the product. There you go. And that's the power of brand, which is a whole nother thing, but yeah. When I want beef jerky, I drive to New Braunfels to Bucky's. Oh, there you go. <laughs> From Austin, you know. Yeah, no, no, I believe it. I believe it, yeah. So with that, in today's climate, we have the COVID, we have a lot of restrictions. Yes. Is this a good time to start a business? It depends. First, what kind of business, and number two is, do you have enough cushion to be able to withstand whatever fregas the government throws at us? Because obviously, 
we're all living on a day-to-day, hour-to-hour information coming at us. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. This isn't right. This doesn't do much. Uh, open the restaurant. Close the restaurant. 25% capacity. 75%. Ca- Everything is in a tailspin. Nobody knows the future. So when times are like this, things are being sold for pennies on the dollar. Commercial space is obviously super cheap right now because so many businesses went out of business. But also if you hop in there and let's say someone was charging, I don't know, $2,000 a month and you say, and you can get it for $1,200 a month, is the business that you put there going to survive in a pandemic that nobody knows the future of when it's going to end to begin with? So do you have enough cushion to be able to kind of keep you afloat? Okay. So it really depends on the industry also. I mean, during, just real quick, uh, eBay, when the uh, February, March, I personally know people that were selling face masks, 10 packs on eBay for $60. My gosh. Selling bottles of, uh, what was it, a Purell sanitizer, hand sanitizer that they get for $5 at the grocery store. They were selling for $99 on eBay. I'm dead serious. I don't even want to imagine the price of toilet paper on some of those $55 (laughs) now I'm not saying I'm talking from experience (laughs) but I'm just saying I know people (laughs) so the market starting a new business depending on the time I mean that's gonna be important and and I'm sure there's a lot of business there are a lot of businesses very successful right now during this time period yep I mean I just know like locally some of the food trucks that were kind of doing okay yep. now that covid and people weren't going to restaurants or the closure their their business is booming exactly uber eats was another one that that took off because people don't want to go somewhere so people want it delivered they still want the food but they just don't want to show up yep. i mean i've seen in some of your um, other videos and some yep. of the stuff that you do one of the things you talk about is um stop the mediocre deals and do some eye-popping yes things what Explain that to me a little bit. Good example. Uh, obviously, you know, we're here in Texas. I believe everybody in their area, they have, whether it's, you know, community impact or their local newspaper for their region, could be for the neighborhood, whatever. You have businesses of any kind, could be a dry cleaner, could be a restaurant, could be uh, a, a bubble tea location, whatever it is, tamal, tamale house, whatever. They spend money to advertise, right? And typically, what's, let's be honest, what's the thing you see? Uh, spend $5 or spend $25, get $5 off. Uh, bring this coupon in for $3 off. Uh, get a free dessert with anything over 30, 40 bucks. Now, I had this conversation with the uh, uh, barbecue restaurant owner. I said, what's the cost? No, I, I, you know what? I'll even tell you a better one. A cell phone repair uh, guy, okay? He was a client of mine. And I asked him, I was at his shop and I was looking at the cell phone protectors, the screen protectors. I said, hey, how much those go for? He said, oh, 10, 15 bucks. I said, okay, how much do you get them for? He goes, bro, I get them for 90 cents. I said, okay, why don't you give them away? He goes, what? I said, give them away. He said, no, they're 10, 15 bucks. I said, you pay 90 cents. He goes, you know how much money I'm losing? I said, no, no, you don't understand. Let me ask you the next question. What's the life, or not even the lifetime value, but what's the yearly value of a customer? And remember, he didn't sell phones. This was just repair and whatever, and you know, accessories. He said about $250. I said, okay, stop and think about this. If a, a, a cell phone protector costs 10 or $15 and it costs you 90 cents, imagine buying 50 of them, which is gonna cost you roughly $40. You know, whatever it came, 45, 40, whatever it was. It's gonna cost you less than 50 bucks. 
spend 50 bucks on a Facebook ad, you got $100 into it, say, we're giving away, and it could be Wednesday and Thursday, 25 and 25, the first 25 customers that come in the door, no questions asked, free cell phone, uh, uh, K, I mean, um, uh, screen protector, blah, 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 and on and on and on. I said, so what happens is you turn it into an event. It's something that no, and when you mean by, what I mean by mediocre is cut all the, it's you got $5 off, cut all the BS. Just say, we're going to give you this for free. So stop and think about it. Okay, now let's break down math. Cause that's what I love to do. If you get 50 people in the door. Okay. Now remember, more are gonna come, more are gonna see it. That's just the byproduct. All the extra is just the byproduct. We're talking about the reality of the 50 coming in the door. When those 50 come in the door, okay, let's just say you retain three of them. Let's just say three, three out of 50. Okay. Because some might have been already clients or customers from before. You get three people that you return as a yearly customer. What was that? 250 times three is 750 bucks. It cost you $100 to bring back 750. That's the way my mind thinks. Unfortunately, your average business owner, possibly even entrepreneur, because remember, they're two different things. They don't look at it like that. They just say, no, no, no. We're losing money. We can't do that. Same conversation I had with the barbecue restaurant owner. He didn't want to give away $4 sandwiches because of the fact that it was $4 of a sandwich he was going to give away. And if he gave away 50, it was $200 out in the hole. I said, you just told me that the average customer is worth a couple hundred bucks because they bring the family and this and that. Have a deal going that blows all your competitors out the water. That is something that is not the ordinary deal you see on Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is. Give it away. Because if you truly know, and by the way, most business owners and obviously entrepreneurs, and I say them differently because they're two different things. Right. But most business owners can tell you how many clients or customers, new ones that they got that month, Right but no one can tell you how many never came back. Nobody can tell you how many didn't come, you know, how many they lost, how many they haven't seen. They're like, uh, 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 they don't know. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. So you advocate for giving it away. Depending on the price point, depending on the price point. To keep them coming back. To keep them, not just to keep them coming back, but to also actually uh, get new clients. Because by the way, and I learned this, you know, through my time reading and watching videos, there's three ways to grow a business that's guaranteed. And I'm gonna give, so y'all listening right now, you got the exclusive, because you'll be surprised at how many people that have been in business for a while do not know this. And as simple as it sounds, y'all are gonna say, what, it's that simple? And it really is that simple. Number one is effective marketing. That within itself is a science, but you have to test, 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 test. I got shirts on eBay right now. I spent uh, $35 on this last campaign. I got 68 clicks to my eBay store. There were nine purchases made with an ad that's about three minutes long. I'm going to do another one in a few weeks and I'm going to run another ad and I'm going to bring one of the shirts down to like $7 or something just to get PC how many people buy something else. So number one, effective marketing. Number two, okay, pay attention increase the size of the transaction. JR, how many times have you gone to a business and the girl or the guy, doesn't matter, at the front desk or at the front door, simply ring up your money, ring up your purchase, you pay them and you're out the door, right? Right. 
They don't offer you nothing else. They don't talk about nothing else. They simply uh, render the service or the product that you went for, and that's it, okay? So by increasing the transaction, is a guarantee that you just made more money, obviously. Right. Now imagine doing it by 10 or 20% of your customers daily. The third one is increasing the visits or the times that purchases are made. When I had the trailer and I was personally there and there was a family I would see every month, I specifically asked, hey, I only see you here like once a month. Why don't you come more often? Oh, well, we live blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. What would it take for me to to uh, get you in uh, again? Well, you know, we got three kids. Okay, what if I gave you 20% off every time I saw you, every time you came in? Because you got three kids. I'll do it. Cool. I knew who that family was by, not by name, but, you know, by face, obviously. Sure. But when they would come, they would spend 30, 40 bucks because they made it worth their while. But now I'm giving them a discount. Everything's already marked up two or 300% anyways. So if I'm flipping back 20% or cutting 20%, 10% just to get them to come back, it's not money I lost. It's more money I brought in because they wouldn't have come anyways. So that's what cut, and this once again, go to, any run-of-the-mill, and I'm not trying to say this to be ugly, but any run-of-the-mill business, you simply pay, you leave, and they did absolutely nothing to get you to come back. They're assuming you're going to come back because they got great service, great food, great whatever. You're supposed to have all of that stuff. That is a bare minimum for business. Is people You're supposed to have the, the product that people want. Now, remember, you don't got to have the best burger because some people might want mcdonald's and just want a quick cheap burger but it's their favorite burger exactly it's their favorite but it's not the best but it's the favorite okay. as remember effective marketing but of course you have to test and test and i know business owners that spend 50 bucks on facebook and they didn't work well maybe your ad sucked maybe the picture sucked maybe the plate of food that you that you were so proud of didn't click with the customers and all you restaurants, by the way, that keep on just putting plate after plate after plate after plate on Instagram or Facebook, why don't you start showing the ambience, show the employees, show that the guys in the back, if it's a Mexican restaurant, hombre, que están cantando, volver, volver, something like that in the back. People want to see happiness. They want to see that they take their job seriously. They love their job. Because if the cook is happy, that means it's going to be a badass meal, man. Honestly, stop just showing the product, the product, the product. Um, But we can break that one down more. Show show the love that goes into the product. Show the love that goes into it. Show a packed house. I had an account that he was a, a barbecue restaurant. He never wanted to take pictures of his customers. I'm like, dude. You got a full, and every once in a while, you would have a full restaurant, take 10 pictures and use it throughout the month or the week. So then the second one is find a way to increase the size of the transaction. Don't just find a pretty girl that you put an ad on Craigslist and then you bring in the girl and she's cute. Show her how to sell. The man or the woman got their purse or they have their wallet out. They have the credit card. People are are quicker to spend an extra five or 10 bucks if they swipe a credit card than giving you cash. When it's cash, hey, they're more hesitant to hand over an extra five or 10. But no, but if it's a credit card, they think it's unlimited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool, an extra pecan pie, whatever. Mm. If you can do that 100 times, that's 500 times more. I mean, that's $500 more in a day. Do that times 30, do the math. So it actually, mean, it actually means asking for the sale. 
yes. coming back and goes, is, what else can I get you? Is there anything else you'd like? Exactly. Or would you like a slice of pie with that meal? Yep. Or or like a men's warehouse. I can't get out of there without buying more than I walked in. You know, Any, I, Anything. It could be anything. And I have, uh, I think it's on YouTube actually. I have a video about <laughs> this. Uh, I was at a, uh, the Macomb School of Business. I did an event. It was Spanish. I was speaking over there. And I was talking about the restaurants, specifically the restaurants. Have the dessert menu bring all, you know, how they got like the fake dessert or like the dessert of the day. Mm-hmm. They bring you with some restaurants, not all. They bring you a, a, a no, como se llama, the thing that the waiters bring out, the big plate. The whatever. carts or the trays. The, the tray with seven different desserts. Show all seven because now it's not, it hasn't become a yes or a no. It's become which of the seven. And if they're not hungry there, boom, you have a, a to-go thing already ready to go. So you you don't want a yes or a no. And by the way, upselling, it's a negotiation also. And two words that are very magical in a negotiation that I learned. JR, do you know what they are? Do you want me to tell you? Tell me. That's right. Think about when you're talking to somebody and sometimes they nod their head. But if you can get them to say those two magic words, that's right. Imagine when you're selling somebody a car. And let's say you're asking $3,000, use Honda Accord, whatever, and they want to offer you $2,500. Tell them like this, say, look. And by the way, I call it painting the picture. Okay. Paint the story. This is a marketing tactic, by the way, okay? We're going to throw this one in there just because it kind of flows together. Y'all write this down. Star, story, solution. Okay? Once again, star, story, solution. If someone is trying to buy my car, let's say if I have a $3,000 Honda Accord on Craigslist and viene un chavo, and he said, I got $2,500. Say, how many cars have you looked at? Oh, I'm still looking around. Okay, perfect. Here's a scoop. This is what's going to happen. And you can change your tone as well when you tell them. He's going about to be the star. He doesn't even know it. So guess what I'm doing? I'm painting a picture. I said, look, man, I know you got $3,000 because I put $3,000 on here. No negotiating, whatever. You're going to go, you're going to spend more time, wasting time, looking at all these cars. You're going to try to haggle more people. Boom, boom. Now I'm just going to go on and on and right. on. So I'm basically telling him exactly what he already knows. And when he gets quiet or she could be a girl, doesn't matter. They kind of put their head down and they nod their head. They're basically saying, that's right. Now you want them to say it because you can say, as you said, because it's a lot easier to throw it back at them. As you said, you know that's what's going to happen. You might as well just get it over with now. $3,000, you drove all the way up here to Cedar Park or to Kyle or to El Paso or wherever, you know, wherever it is. You know what you came for. Quit wasting time driving around and da 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 You know that that's right. Let's go. Come on, sign the title transfer, whatever it is. So you're breaking down those barriers, those obstacles that they have. Yes, because what you're doing is you're painting the story and then the solution is the the sale, the $3,000, whatever. It's just like when you watch a movie, same thing. There's a star of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. There's a story that happens, right? With, that's obviously the movie. That's the content. And what happens? What's the ending? Nombre, the superhero prevails or the girl finally gets married to the love of her life or whatever it could be. That's the same thing with marketing, and then when you're talking advertising, it's just basically, well, it's like when you run an advertisement, you can pitch it like that, direct mail or another can of worms, but you get what I'm saying. 
Got it. Yep. Innovation. Yes. How important is that? Super. And I'm going to tell you why. Because once you start getting popping, people are going to copy you. And by the way, I just want to throw this out there. If y'all go to Instagram and you look up hashtag Brick Bites, okay? Look up Brick Bites. Just an FYI, if you watched or listened to one of our other episodes, you, you, talk, you heard me talk about the Walmart pies. Every year, Kellogg's puts out the large sheets of uh, Rice Krispie treats, right? I think it's $8.99. What I started doing was breaking those up into six different, I call them planks. And then I got creative one day because my customers, when I had my dessert business, were telling me that their three-year-old kid couldn't eat that big old chunk of Rice Krispie. So I started chop. This is before I found an actual distributor or actual vendor. I started chopping them up into little pieces, and I called them bites. Like they look like little brick, like little brick bites. Mm-hmm. This is years ago, by the way. Guess who started doing it? Kellogg's ended up. And I'm not saying they copied they me. They copied you. Kellogg's copied you. Hey, you never know because mine were out two years before theirs. Just an FYI. I looked up the dates that they released them, and obviously when I look up the hashtag brick bites on uh, Instagram. But what they did, they started chopping up the Rice Krispies and made them into little bite-sized pieces. And I was doing that. So for innovation in a business, once people start seeing that you're making money, look at the cars, for example. How many cars, look, remember the, como se llama este, 300, the Chrysler 300? Mm-hmm. It looked like a Bentley, man. It was a wannabe Bentley. All these other cars see what's popping, and then they start doing it. Like Tesla. Remember when everybody laughed at Tesla? Now everybody's trying to figure out, oh man, everybody wants a Tesla. How can we go green and be nombre que, que few, uh, How can I get in with them? Yeah, yeah. Batteries, uh, you know, 100% battery or solar, whatever it is. People are going to copycat you, so you constantly have to be innovating. Constantly, constantly, constantly. But let me tell you a little flip side. Here's another thing. I had a girl that came to me after an event that I did, and she sold balloon, um, como se llama, uh, Balloon designs, okay? Okay. Basically, you give her three, four, five hundred bucks, whatever. She does all this fantastic, beautiful balloon stuff for your wedding, um, quinceanera, whatever it could be. And I asked her, she said, well, a lot of times she's getting people that are going to the competitor. I say, why? She goes, well, if I charge 500, the competitor charges 450 for the same thing. Listen very carefully, y'all business owners. This is called the obvious race to the bottom. What a lot of people do, same thing that the grocery stores do, 79 cent Roma tomatoes. Nobody put ours for 69. Nobody put ours for 59. So before you know it, it's who can lose money the fastest, right? But your intent and your hope is to actually get people to come in and buy other stuff, right? Local businesses can't really... uh, 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 do the whole Walmart tactic or the Randalls or the HEB or the Amazon tactic of doing the race to the bottom. So you have to learn very important windows of opportunity. And what I told that girl was this. I said, look, tell the customer, the client, two different things, by the way, people get those confused a lot. Tell your customer or your client that yours is $500, but this is also why. And you say, I'm giving you this, 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 and this extra. So when the customer sees, wait a second, I can either save 50 bucks or I can get all this extra free stuff. I'm going to spend the extra 50 and get all this other stuff. But here's a twist. Those extra things that you gave your customer or client are windows of opportunities to bring in another sale because you're giving them something that's actually the bait to lure them in to spend more money either down the line or if they liked it to get more of that specific uh, service or product. 
Mm-hmm. Don't join the race to the bottom because either way you're screwed. And if you're a local business, it's harder for you to compete. Trust me. And when you're a local business, you do have people that have better prices for the same thing. Yep. How do you overcome that? How do you stay on top? How do you get the sale as opposed to going to the big box store yep. and buying it from them? So that's okay. That goes back to number one, brand. Are people willing to go to, uh, let's say for example, Salt Lake? If someone come, comes from out of town, get, take me to the best barbecue. Well, I could go to Rudy's and get you know a pound for I don't know eighteen or whatever it is a pound. Or I could say, well, let me take you to, como se llama Style Switch. But the one in Dripping Springs is better than the one uh, on Burnett Road. So I'll drive all the way out there. So brand is plays a very important factor in that expectation, reputation, consistency, also being the first or the only one that comes to mind. And another thing is constantly innovating, doing, like we were just talking about, doing something for those customers or clients that you won't typically do. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, doing something that your competitor won't typically do. Okay. Sell them the whatever it is, but also give them extra because keep in mind that extra might only cost you one or two dollars, but you just made a thirty dollar sale. So it makes sense. The it ratio does. isn't off that much. And I've for seen, the percentage, yeah. I've seen that a lot in uh, believe it or not, my travels in China. Oh. You buy something and it's like I have a gift for you. Yes. And they present you with another little item. And it's kind of nice. But yep. you remember that store yep. and you tend to go back. How, how, do, how do you get customers to come back to you? It just really depends. Is number one, you have to, uh, it depends on the type of industry, first of all, because obviously when you're at a food trailer. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you're a funeral home. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you don't want to go to a drive by somewhere. And, oh, look, they got to come back now. <laughs> no, but. Um, Let's say, for example, if you have a food trailer, you sell tacos, you sell tamales, uh, you sell, what do they call, gringas or... or, or, or Corditas. Corditas, whatever it is. Okay, let's just say a food trailer. You physically... This is what I used to do when I was at the... Because I ran a food trailer. This is what I personally used to do. When they would come... Keep in mind, they have their wallet in their hand or their purse in their hand. They came for whatever it is. Could have been something they saw on Facebook, something that their friends showed them, whatever. They show up while they're placing their order for what they want. I, just like you said, I give them some, oh, try this. I just had some cookies that came out the oven here. Oh, you got your kid? What, okay, here, boom, boom. Chop up a cookie two or three ways. Into those bite sizes that Kellogg stole from you, right? Yeah, I know, right? Well, I would do the brick bites or what they loved is the, um, uh, the, the cookies, the fresh baked cookies. By the way, I was going to Restaurant Depot and buying, oh, I think it was 120 for like 20 bucks. It came at 25 cents a cookie and it was a cookie dough. So none, but I was killing myself in the trailer and I was selling uh, uh, every a weekend because I was only open three days, by the way. By the way, limit the time that you're open for availability. Don't just make it in any day. Make it exclusively where you compress it. Uh, when my situation, compress the time I was open so more people would show up so it would look more popular which it already was, but it helped. So what I'm saying was I would give them a piece of a warm cookie that just came out the oven, right? Mm-hmm. But guess what I told They said, oh my gosh, did you make those? I said, yeah, but if you're already getting what you want, it would take me about 15 to 20 minutes to get a dozen ready for you. However, I have the take and bake cookies. I'm sure you have guests coming over. You know, holidays was a big one. Uh, Monday night football, uh, 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 
the Thanksgiving, whatever it was. I'm sure, you know, you could also have them during the week, right? Going to work, taking them to the office party. That's right. Remember what I told you about so negotiating? So you're just giving them samples so they buy another product. Yes. And what did I just do? Increase the size of the transaction. So when I increase the size of the transaction, so now let's just say, let's just say it was an $18 transaction and I turned it into $27, right? Let's just say you also give them something to say, Hey, you come back within a week or two weeks, whatever it could be, always put a timestamp on it. You get an extra 20% off or 25% off. So like and a coupon or something, something like that. That was specifically for like a food trailer. So what's happened is you're now telling them when to return, right? Remember I told mm-hmm. you, get them to return. Number two was increasing the size of the transaction. And of course, the marketing was, depending on if they already saw the item on Facebook or Instagram with an ad that I ran, however it is. And one thing that I learned about being in the food industry was this. People want something. Look, we're in a world where people want to go to Cabo San Lucas and take a picture in front of El Arco and say, ha, 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 look at me. That's really what all Facebook and Instagram is about. Ha, 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 look what I'm doing. Look what you're not doing. Look at me. So I learned that with the food business. Look what I got that y'all don't got. So that's when I came out with the churro doodle cookie with the churro inside of the snickerdoodle. And I called it churro doodle. <laughs> Literally. Just made something up. I made up random BS, JR. I BS you not. And it sold. And it sold. And I realized I did one called the Southside Mudslide. And what it was was a brownie on top of a blondie with ice cream. And it was just random nonsense on top of nonsense. But guess what? You couldn't get it anywhere else. So the exclusivity of it made it very important and I only had it for that one weekend. So I ran it, would run an ad from Monday through Friday and I would only be open Friday through Sunday for the, let's say the Southside mudslide or uh, giving away uh, um, snow cones with every purchase. You, you get a purchase, people are like, wait a second. If something costs $4.50 over here and they're giving me a $3.50 snow cone the guy down the road is charging me three fifty, but I can get two items worth eight bucks for four fifty. I'm going to Stumpy's, and it worked. It works. And imagine when you have five kids, it but everybody yeah. everybody has to buy something to get that free snow cone. So they get their pie, they get their cookies, they get their whatever it is. So that's how I learned. Like everything I'm talking about now. I actually implemented it because I wanted to see if it worked. So basically you're getting customers to spend more and, and like it. Yes. Getting, they feel like getting a better, a better. So they get the better value. They don't mind spending more money. Yes. And I get them to return. But also, by the way, a tactic that I would do is when the big, and I call them the big, the ballers, right? When they would come and spend like 30, 35, 40, 45 bucks. Now keep in mind, this is just a dessert trailer. I would personally go to the table and I would give them like a seven dollar. Now keep in mind, for me the cost was two uh, two fifty for the pecan. I'm, I'm sorry for the uh, cheesecake. But the way I had it all decked out was like about a seven dollar slice, because of my appreciation for them spending thirty, thirty five, forty bucks. I would either give them something that they can continue eating there or something to go. So then they felt, man, this guy's badass. He gave me this. He hooked me up with this. He gave me the way, whatever it could be. And bottom line, they will be back. And they will be back and they're happy. And when they're hungry, top of mind, they'll Stumpies. think of you. For dessert. Yeah, for, for desserts. Dessert. When it came to desserts, Stumpy's was the one top of mind in, yeah, in Austin. 
Well, I mean, there's one thing I've definitely learned talking to you today is you are a hustler. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're a hustler's hustler there. I don't know if it's the Persian side or the Mexican side, but Probably, either way, it's, it's the right combination, it. man. It's the right combination. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, we're almost out of time. I want to thank you so much again for coming back for this yes, episode. Sir. Is there anything like any any pearls of wisdom you can leave with the audience before we before we sign oh, off? Oh man, so many. Just love what you do. Remember why you're doing it. Don't put your house on the line that's collateral with the bank. <laughs> but okay, right. when it goes downhill, Papa, shoot. Oh, the, everything's yeah. gone. <laughs> the wife is coming after you and when she didn't know that you had the house's collateral. Oh. Y'all going to be living with the suegra that you don't like anyways. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, just love what you do. Educate yourself on it. Uh, test a lot. You know, we're in a world now where everyone's advertising on Facebook or Instagram. Don't just run one ad and say, didn't work. Test it. Test, test it. Test very many variations of it and see which one actually pops. And just with leaving that, there's a guy from, a, a, I won't say the newspaper, but it's a well-known Hispanic newspaper in Austin. And I met one of the sales reps uh, some time ago, and he was talking about the ads. There's a guy that uh, I think is mariachi music. He's like a mariachi, and he goes, look at the picture. And I said, okay, I looked at the picture. He said, that guy hasn't changed that picture in like 20 years. I said, what do you mean? He said, he's been advertising with us for, you know, for like 20 mm -hmm. years, whatever. He said, I said, how old is the guy? He said, he's in his 50s or 60s. And I looked at the picture, number. it looked like it looked like a 25, 30 year old dude. So what happens is, but here's the reason though, for him, that advertisement works. Got it. So he doesn't specifically change it. And he thinks he's killing it with that advertisement. But you book a 30, you think you're booking a 30 year old dude, and number them 55 year old guy <laughs> shows up. Kind of like on some of these uh, realtors, they have their picture on their oh, card. Oh yeah. You yeah. show up to meet him and go, who are you? What, what happened to the one that had the 1985 poof haircut? Where the, you know, the women that have their hair all dolled up go. and they come back and it's all different. Well, Yaz, thank you so very much. Yes, uh, Hamid, it's, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, we hope to do some more in the future and good luck and keep the hustle going, my friend. Always. Don't stop hustling. Don't stop hustling. Folks, you've been listening to the Latino Business Report brought to you by TAMAC, the Texas Association of Mexican-American Chambers of Commerce. And we will see you again next time. <laughs>